Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast, My Broken Hallelujah. I'm Missy Reed. And uh, has anyone else just kind of been in a Thanksgiving funk? I don't know. Thanksgiving was last week and man, I feel like it's taken me a week to recover. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I've seen a couple of people online saying that they were feeling the same way. I think part of mine is just because my family, my immediate family is kind of fractured off from my large family. And the older you get, the more you miss having that big family around like you used to. You get very nostalgic, I think. And this year was just not that. My oldest child lives in a different state and wasn't able to get home. My youngest child actually had to work Thanksgiving, so we couldn't even do Thanksgiving until dinner, which was fine. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. And everyone is just fractured and they kind of go their own way now. And it it really just kind of made me sad. I just couldn't help myself from reminiscing about when I was younger and how much fun we had when my grandmother was still alive and all of us would gather at her tiny little house and somehow we all managed to find some place to sit and eat. We would kind of rotate and switch places throughout the day, but it was so much fun. And I'm really praying that God can do a miracle there because it was and is the reason for the holidays. And Christmas will be a lot of the same. It will be very fractured and just very small. And why I know some of my family is very comfortable with that, I just, I miss it because our Christmases were always so fun. And we did the Dirty Santa or White Elephant. I'm not even really sure what you call that game anymore, but it would get so loud and so funny that it was just, you just walked away happy. Even if you walked away with the worst gift in the pile, you still just walked away happy because everyone just had so much fun. I remember when my husband and I were dating and it was the first holiday that I had taken him around anyone in my family, other than my parents. My parents, of course, had met him. We'd been together almost a year. Um, so the first time I took him, he was <laughs> he was kind of in shock, but he he adjusted quite well. I remember he had gotten something and my aunt wanted it and she said, here, hand me your gift. And he said, oh, no, if you want this gift, you walk over here and get it. And the whole family just fell out. We were all, including my aunt, it was all in fun. And we all just laughed for what seemed like 10 good minutes at that. And everyone was like, he's going to fit in just fine. My family is sarcastic. You have to be to fit in. <laughs> if you are easily offendable or your feelings are hurt very easily, this is probably not the clan for you. <laughs> That's just how we were raised. It's just fun. You know, of course, sometimes it can get a little much or can kind of step on your feelings. But most time, 95% of the time, I would say it really is just in fun. And now 
everyone has kids or, or even grandkids and it's just kind of fractured off and, and I miss it. I find myself really kind of praying that God can do a miracle there because if I'm being honest, it would probably take a God miracle to bring my whole entire family back whole. But I truly believe that God is in the miracle business. And if there's anyone that can do it, it's God. But I've also been using my downtime to really kind of, I don't know if you'd say courses, take courses or whatever, but I've been watching the Robert Henderson, The Courts of Heaven. Has anyone watched any of those episodes he's got on YouTube? There's a series of one through seven, and it's kind of been blowing my mind. I I didn't realize that there was so many scriptures about courts and heaven and and all of this stuff. And he goes into detail of if you can't get freedom in a certain area, it could also be this. And it's, um, yeah, it's kind of been blown. I think I have like eight or nine pages of notes, if you count front and back. And it's, I just, I'm going to get his book because I think that there's so much more to it. And I'm fascinated by it because it makes absolute sense on why you've been praying and praying and praying and you're not getting breakthrough in certain areas. And it's because of some of the things that was in your family line, generational curses type thing, but how you actually break that completely. I think he probably has a few other books too. I'm just not sure what those are, but I do know about this one. And I plan on getting it. It's It was very, very informative. So I watched, there's seven videos, and I watched one or two a day so I could take notes. He gives you plenty of biblical scriptures. I don't know if I'm actually allowed to link someone else's YouTube video in my podcast, but if I can, I will. If they kick me off the platform and tell me I'm not allowed, then I'll have to go and take that back off. But In case you don't see it in the description of the podcast here, it's Robert Henderson's Court of Heaven, and there's seven episodes on YouTube, and it was filmed in 2019, and I think New Zealand or something, but it does have, I'm sure he has other videos. I'm I'm absolutely certain of it. Going along the same way, this was just the series of one to seven, and I found it fascinating, and it just resonated with me and made a lot of sense. So I'm kind of going through my notes now, going back through like one of the scriptures is 1 John 2, 1, and it talks about how we have an advocate in Jesus, how he went to heaven and sat at the right hand of the Father. And it the word advocate is, it's a Translated into a Greek word. I'm not going to try to pronounce it for you. It's in the Strong's Concordance. Uh, the number is G3875. I'm also dyslexic. I don't know if I ever put that in a podcast or not, but <laughs> phonics and pronunciation is not my strong suit. So if I know that I'm not going to, if 
say it correctly or I'm going to butcher it. I'm just not going to. So I would encourage you to look up advocate and the Strong's concordance of in the scripture of first John two one, but it's intercessor, um, counselor, comforter, advocate. It also describes and gives reference to the Holy spirit is also your advocate. And then it cross references some other scriptures and it's just, it just blows my mind. Like, what is it? Romans eight thirty four again sets at the right hand of the Father and intercede and intercedes for us. I just find that fascinating because there that means that there is always some kind of the enemy is always trying to bring something against you. And Jesus, by His blood, we can is advocating for us, and we can also go in and, and do the same and and cancel those charges. And he's also very good about pointing out that in the scriptures, it says it, you know, the iniquity goes back to the third or fourth generation. So you're not having to go all the way back to Adam, (laughs) which if that's the case, one can spend a lifetime trying to deal with the sins of our past generations. I know for myself talking about family, I don't know anything about anyone in my family past my grandparents. I don't think I ever met one great grandfather that I remember. I could have when I was a little baby or something, but I didn't have a great grandfather growing up. I had one great grandmother growing up and she was mean as the Dickens. So (laughs) I don't really know. I mean, I knew her and she lived till I was about 12, I think. And now all my grandparents are gone. So I don't really have anyone I can go to and say, tell me about my great grandparents and then my great, great grandparents. And if they knew anything about that. So I, I mean, my mom probably knows some stuff. I do know some stuff about my great grandparents on my mother's side, but my biological father died, I don't know, 20 years ago. And I just didn't know anything about his great grandparents or anything. I barely knew my grandparents on that side. It's just, I just wasn't close to them. I, you know, my biological father wasn't. I almost really kind of hate calling him my biological father because he was my dad. We did have a relationship. Um, but the man that I call dad is was my stepdad who started raising me from the time I was seven. And even when I went to live with my real dad. So I called them both dad. And it's just kind of hard to distinguish between the two when I'm talking to someone. So I usually just refer to my real dad as my real dad or my biological dad, but I'm not trying to take away from him. You know, our relationship was different. I knew he loved me. I've said that in the past, but he wasn't around every day where my stepdad was. That's, it just gets confusing. So that's why I don't mean him any disrespect. That's really all I was kind of trying to say there. But again, I don't know much about that family. I do have cousins that I talk to. I also have an amazing, sweet aunt that I talked to that I could probably find out more about, but I've just kind of been praying and, and asking God, what is it that I really need to kind of take care of from back then? I didn't mean to talk about this. I was really just going to talk about the, the Thanksgiving funk, but 
sitting here talking about all this, I realized how fractured my whole family has been pretty much my whole life. Wow. That's kind of, <laughs> I didn't mean to, but that's, that's kind of shocking actually. But I didn't come from people who were in a family that were close. There was nothing like that. So I guess I, I am praying for a, a rather large miracle. So if you wouldn't mind agreeing with me that God will heal and restore my family, it's kind of surprising, actually, when I just sat here and think about it. I know that there was a lot of damage done from my great-grandmother to my grandmother. Like I said, she was mean. She was never really abusive or anything like that. I should say that. She not to us, not to her great grandkids. As far as I know, she wasn't ever to her grandkids. I think it was just her kids in general. And she was mean. You know, my family comes from a long line of just pure anger on my mother's side. Again, I, I don't know much about my real dad's side. My grandfather, my dad's dad, was a very kind man, very gentle. I can't ever remember a time of him getting mad at any of his grandkids or yelling at us or anything. And, you know, people grandparent different than they parent. As grandparents, you don't have to raise the child. (laughs) You just get to spoil them and send them home. But I really wasn't around him a lot either. I do have fantastic memories of him, you know, just being a nice man. And I have really pretty good memories of my great grandmother on my mother's side. Just funny things. You know, she would yell. They had built onto their house. I don't know if she did it or she bought the house like that, but someone had built on a back room on the back of the house and left a window in one of the back bedrooms. So you could crawl through the window and get in the back room of this house. And then you were like right around in the kitchen. So you could literally just go in a circle in the house without having to go outside. And all of us thought it was the coolest thing ever that there was a window inside your house. And eventually we would all wind up climbing through it and, you know, cousins chase each other, boys chase girls, you know, all this other stuff. So she would get really annoyed at that and yell some few choice words at us. But other than that, I actually have pretty good memories of her too, of letting me play in her scarves and, and all of that. So I, I know I had spent the night with her a few times and I actually had a lot of fun at her house. She really just kind of let me play and be the girly girl. She never really played with me. I think she was kind of fascinated at, you know, how girly I was. I remember her just kind of laughing. I don't think she ever experienced that. I think she probably came from a hard life herself. And when she was a little girl and, and when she was married, they had a hard life. They were, you know, my grandmother grew up during the depression. So it was pretty tough, but 
again, I don't know anything about her life. And even if she would still be alive, I'm not sure she would talk about it. You know, my my grandmother didn't talk a lot about her. So I guess sitting here, I, I see where fractures have started or did start a long time ago. And it just makes you sad, just makes you sad. You know, it makes you wish really, even though a lot of my family is actually saved, it makes you wish that they could have such an encounter. Because myself, I've had such an encounter with Jesus, and he literally saved me mentally, physically, everything. I would probably be dead by now if it wasn't for Jesus. I know I would have. And you just wish that everybody could give in to that because it's available to everybody. And the joy and the peace that you get from that, I don't know. I, For me personally, I just wish that everyone would experience that. And I think a lot of things hold us back, you know, from our past or things that we did or stuff like that. So I think it's just for me, I wish that everyone could experience the absolute selling out to Jesus in my family, because as a believer, that's where you really kind of want to see everybody, right? But I'm rambling, and it went into a whole different direction than I thought it was going to. So thank you guys. If you've made it this far, listening to my ramblings for the last, I don't know, 18, 19 minutes, thank you for sticking around. I Really, honestly, I know I said it before, but I did not mean to go in this direction. I was just kind of checking in and seeing if anyone else was kind of walking through the funk. But anyway, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening. Again, if you need anything, prayer or anything from me, kind of going through the Thanksgiving funk yourself, I would love to hear from you. I'll put all my links in the description of the podcast. And I do hope that everybody had a very happy Thanksgiving, and I'll see you guys next week.